Yo, 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 it's your host Spanx of the Nothing's Normal Podcast, and today I'm introducing the world's first THC seltzer water, ladies and gentlemen. This right here, this is this serves the purpose of you get high, sip around the kids, uh, you don't gotta worry about nobody being in your business, nobody sniffing you out, you y'all be trying to hide it with the cologne and all that, just overstinking. Um, this also serves as a good uh, breath refresher. I know me, when I smoke, I gotta drink something. So now you, you kill two birds with one stone here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, me, my personal favorite, I like this mango joint. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from the tropics. I'm a tropical brother. And listen, I'm 200 pounds plus. I could chug down some beer. One of these, I'm fried dye laid to the side, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, don't forget, uh, over here, nothing's normal. We are under the Polymath Network. So of course, you get a discount by using promo code POLY20. Don't worry. If you're having trouble with the spelling, I got you. P-O-L-Y. The number 2020, promo code, get you a discount. Also, kids, stay in school. If you're not 21, uh-uh, go get your Gatorade. Legally highest seltzer water, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. Yo, 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 Enough is Normal Podcast. It's your host, Spitinks. Back at you with another episode, man. Um, without further ado... I ain't got to do too much talking. Sometimes the the y'all see what's going on. Earn your leisure CEO, Rashad Bilal, a.k.a. Shoddy Blast, a.k.a. Shot Steiner, a.k.a. Drip Lord, a.k.a. whatever you know of, man. man. What up, baby, bro? What's up, my brother? Oh, ain't nothing, man. Um, How you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. You're looking good. I see what's going <laughs> on, man. You know, uh, life is looking good. Um, I brought Rashad here today. Um, Today... We taking uh we're gonna get into uh more topics um as far as the culture. Like I always tell y'all, as far as our culture, it's really divided amongst different areas. I'm not gonna necessarily say sides, but um I think we need to I always say this term, revise the cool table. So I feel like we gotta in order for the culture to push forward, we gotta salute different things and, and make it known in our culture, you either an athlete or entertainer of some sort. And business is like the last priority. So, which I probably don't know about my boy over here is, you know, he was an athlete. I grew up watching him play sports. Um, his sports career started well before I knew him. But uh, he's a, his dream, his first love, I could say, was basketball. And where he didn't get drafted into the National Basketball Association, he got drafted into the National Business Association. So, you know, he, he, he's, he's in my NBA. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to pass the floor over to him. Um, get into your basketball introduction uh, influences. How old you was when somebody put the rock in your hand? Who put the rock in your hand? Let's yeah. talk about Shotty Blast. Yeah, I don't really remember when I first started playing, but probably around like, you know, early, 10, 9. Mm-hmm. And um, I just fell in love with basketball. Like it was something I just did every single day, like, you know, going to basketball camps and Watching college, I was talking Jalen Rose actually today, watching the Fab Five. That was like a major inspiration. And watching, you know, players in the NBA, Latrell Sprewell, different things like that early, like, you know, just really developing a love for the game. Right. And then, you know, getting older, playing AAU, playing in the park, playing in the city tournaments, yeah. traveling, going to basketball camp, did all of that, you know. And then as I got older, you know, that it went to prep school yeah. and went to college and, Kind of just made it, made it my whole life from the time I was pretty much twelve to like you know twenty four. That's what I was doing every day was playing basketball, trying to make money as a professional. And then, like you said, when that didn't work out, 
um, had to find a new path. So that's how I got into business. But before that, it was, you know, basketball pretty much every single day, going to the court to work out, you know, yeah. playing, um, training, mm-hmm. lifting weights, running, doing anything that that an athlete would do, any type of athlete. You know, these are things that you have to do to make sure that you're at the top of your game. So, yeah, that was that was a, a large part of my life for sure. Big time, man. Like I said, me being a teenager, early teen, I got a chance to see it. And a lot of these tournaments that, you know, uh, I could say have came back alive, they never went anywhere. But uh, I watched you win championships on these courts. I watched you go at it with some of New York's finest. A um, lot of legendary moments in the community center, Ferris Avenue, um, and other places that you played. But uh, what position did you play coming up? I like combo guard. Mm-hmm. So a mix between shooting guard and point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a natural point guard, um, but especially as I got older, um, I did handle the ball a lot and was more of a facilitator too. Mm-hmm. So I was, a, I was a combo guard. I can honestly say like the way you play ball, like your basketball style, it, 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 it's how you move. Like as I'm, I'm watching you move, you know, in this industry and I, it's, it's almost like it coincides. Like, like you kind of, you take order, you take control. Yeah, you're a point guard, but you're a scoring point guard. Like games on the line, you want the ball. That's, that's, a, that's a tough mental process. And even now, you know, you're the head of a, of, of a lot of campaigns. And, you know, that's not always easy to do. So, um, you know, run us through that process. What is like for you as far as pressure goes on the court, off the court? How do you handle the pressures of uh, being somebody who has to get the ball when the game's on the line? I mean, you just got to keep your composure. You know, that's one thing I learned from just sports. You can't get too high, get too low. Yeah. As a leader, you know, people look at you. So if you're running around frazzled or, you know, blaming people and complaining all the time, like that's going to affect the people that's, you know, watching you and following you. So right. for me, it's just about, you know, maintaining just a level, kill, mm-hmm. being even, kill, like, I mean, not not, not really getting too emotional. Right. And um, that's one of the things I learned from sports, like, you know, you got to just stay in it. You know from boxing. like you know, that's, Absolutely, yeah. Floyd, that's something I, I picked up when Conor McGregor, he, he fought Floyd. And one thing I noticed when he said at the end of the fight, he was like, you know, he's not that fast. He's not that quick. He's not that strong. But he's composed. Yeah. And that was something that I always remembered because it was like, you know, his composure is something that really is very underrated. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? People, mm-hmm. like, it, it takes a lot of composure to just hold your hands up not not panic, you know, see the opposition and just run your race. Like that's something that, you know, I, I do in, in business and in life is just, you know, just run my race. I don't try to like speed up when somebody else is next to me. I don't try to slow down. Just like, you know, just keep keep your composure. So that's one of the things that I transferred from sports to business. Absolutely. And I could, I could agree. Cause I feel like a man's character is tested during the storm more than when it's, when it, when it's, when it's sunny out, you know, it's, when life is going good and you're healthy 100% and you don't got no aches or pains, it's easy to, 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 uh, to, to complete the assignment. But a lot of times people don't know the assignment to even complete the assignment. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's dope. And I could, me sparring with you over these years, it's, it's special. When I say sparring, that's a boxing term. But, you know, you definitely one of the ones I spar with over the years to keep my sword sharp mentally. You know, mental fitness is, uh, you're big on mental fitness. And that's crazy. I was just driving past, because um, we're going to pivot this into the business, and it's the perfect transition. I just drove past White Plains High School. And every time I drive past that high school, I think of you one of the guys I think of, because we used to hit that track every Sunday. 
And prior to me doing that with you, I was doing that with my man Vinny, and I would bump into Mr. Bilal, Hassan Senior, a lot there. And that's where we built a huge part of uh, our rapport. And um, I would build with him a lot. And I realized, you know, how business-oriented he was, you know. And, uh, yeah, take us into that transition from being an athlete to you finally making that decision to say, you know what, I'm going to go pursue something else. I mean, it really just came down to, you know, seeing what was realistic. And, you know, at that point in time, I, you know, I could have went overseas, but I would have had to start at a lower level mm-hmm. and kind of work my way up. And, you know, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't want to, you know, have to grind it out overseas yeah. and, you know, go to some country I didn't want to be in. Yeah. So I was just ready just to, like, start my life as an adult. Right. So, um, you know, that was like, I just went and just made the decision really like, you know what, it's over. Like basketball is over. Now right. I'm just going to focus on just trying to get money. Yeah. Trying to just, you know, build a career. So um, started as a financial advisor mm-hmm. and it was commission-based job, like, you know, selling life insurance and right. college plans and stuff like that. And um, that was like probably like 14 years ago now. And uh, yeah, started doing that. And that was, that was cool. I was able to make a living, you know, yeah, be successful sure. on that on that level. Mm-hmm. And but I always feel like it was something bigger. So I was just seeing how I can just scale bigger than just what I was currently doing. And I just saw social media as an outlet for that. Absolutely. A way to just reach, you know, masses amounts of people, not just a couple of people. So, you know, started a whole social media campaign and mm-hmm. putting out content and had a public access show. You was on my show, actually. Absolutely, for sure. Um, just doing all kinds of different things just to create content and create a buzz online. And um, that started to build. That started to work. We was we was teaching kids in classroom, and me and Troy, and, like, filming that and putting mm-hmm. that on social media. So we were just doing everything on social media just to kind of build a buzz. And that did work eventually. Yeah. Started to, you know, gain a lot of traction. And, um, you know, it just led to starting Earn Your Leisure because everybody yeah. was – already asking for it. It was already asking, thinking I had a show already, thinking like, you know, where can I watch these clips in, in full? And um, it was just, you know, a demand for the platform. So when we, by the time we started Earn Your Leisure, there was already a pent up demand for it. Right. And um, we, we've been rocking ever since. Yo, 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 it's your host Spinanx, Nothing's Normal Podcast. And I'm here introducing Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, ladies and gentlemen. It's an all natural uh, jerky, beef jerky, excellent source of protein, good for you gym heads like myself, good post-workout meal or snack, I should say. Um, they got some cool names, too. Shout out to the uh, Righteous Felon. You know, I know a lot of felons. I'm a felon myself. So uh, this really hit different. My favorite would be uh, the Teriyaki Balboa. If you know me, those are obvious reasons. Uh, my boss got uh, the boxing gloves. Uh, we got the Maryland Monroe. Now, for those who've been to Maryland, you know what they're known for, good old crab seasoning. So we got the Maryland Moreau. And finally, I'm going to give y'all one more, the Soul Survivor. <laughs> the Soul Survivor, Korean barbecue inspired. Tastes like rib tips. You won't know the difference. Uh, if you want to give these snacks a try, you head over to their website at RighteousFelon.com. Type in promo code POLY15 for a discount on this excellent, healthy, delicious snack. It, I tell people all the time, because I, I credit these guys, you know, as far as me podcasting, you know, is, is large or small. 
as the podcast is, you know, I, I, I for sure wasn't thinking about doing it. And um, honestly, this part of the culture is the most important part, but it's the part that gets the least amount of attention when it comes to business and things like that because we, we see how when the athletes pull back up to the, these communities, not just making it about our community, but we see the response they get or, you know, the rappers and the entertainers. But the business, you know, the business accolades just I feel like they go shunned. You know, we don't speak upon them or we don't uh reward them with the same amount of love and gratification as we do the other sides. And I just feel like now all the entertainers and rappers figured it out. I I you know, I, I don't want to use the word follow or copy. I'm gonna choose my words wisely, but a large part of the culture that y'all have branded was things guys was doing on the side or on the low. Guys wasn't uh publicly uh, having events about this, like I said, you know, for our culture, the the most litest event for us coming up was the was the Rockefeller uh, Rough Riders tour. Like that just went on a world tour, talking about making money. It's 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 different. So I can honestly say y'all revolutionized uh, a whole entire like a genre, if you want to call it. As far as earn your leisure, I know y'all a media company. Y'all y'all taking over the world. When it's all said and done, when you hang your jersey up. What do you see for earning your leisure? Um, I think, you know, the goal is to really, you know, grow globally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, have different satellites in different parts of the world, um, produce more content, grow as a media company to mm -hmm. the point where we actually, you know, producing documentaries and yeah. movies and different things of that nature um, and really take the company public. Like, you know, have the company on a stock market mm -hmm. so, you know, people can actually invest in yeah. earn your leisure and have it you know, as a publicly traded company. So that's the vision. That's the vision. That's the plan to really, you know, grow on the right. media side and, you know, have a full-fledged media arm where we're actually, you know, making content for other people and doing documentaries, doing movies, mm -hmm. doing international, you know, different things. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the goal. Earn Your Leisure documentary. There's no way in the world I could see, like, like you know how back in the days you had the behind the music, you had like the just the raw and uncut, you had like vibe magazines, like just earn your leisure documentary from the beginning, things we ain't never see, just the cook up process. Cause a lot of people are, take it for granted. They they look at, they just look at the watch, they see that that blue thing that's parked outside, and they think like you just woke up and that's what it was. They don't get a chance to really see the grind. The grind doesn't really get uh uh, popularized or, or televised as much, which, you know, it's not supposed to. The work that it takes, like a typical day for you, because everybody's not meant to be a leader. It's not for everybody. That's the first, that's top, middle, and bottom line. Everybody's not meant for that position, and that's okay. So, you know, as we wrap things up, what's a typical day like for Rashad Bilal? Um, shit, shit. It's, every day is different, honestly. Yeah. Wake up, you know, we kind of like try to like have some quiet time in the morning before I really start to move around. Mm -hmm. But um, on average, you know, we probably take a couple of Zoom calls. Yeah. Um, you know, do some content. Um, then we might shoot an episode if if we're shooting episodes that day, or we might not. Um, we travel a lot, yeah. so you know, average day sometimes is just on the road in the airplane on the on the um airport in the airport. We in the airport all the time. Right. Traveling, moving around. But there's really no two days the same, honestly. But the the one thing that's pretty constant is there's always at least one Zoom call yeah. a day. So we definitely take a lot of a lot of calls, a lot of Zoom calls. 
Um, and yeah, a lot of like group chat messages, you know, mm-hmm. talking about different things, whether it's InvestFest or whether it's Market Mondays, whether it's Earn Your Leisure, whether it's, you know, Revolt. You know, we yeah. talk about a, a lot of different stuff and different mm-hmm. things that need to be done right. for the day. Make sure that, you know, the different things that need to be done for the day are mm-hmm. done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, the general gist of it. If I'm in, if I'm in New York, my son usually got a game or he's yeah. doing something. So, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm usually with him at some point in time mm-hmm. during the day. Um, yeah, that's it, man. It's just like every day is different, though. Like I said, especially now that we travel so much, we're moving Absolutely. around, doing different events and different cities and, you know, different restaurants to eat at and, you know, different things of that nature. So it, it's really, you know... Just depending on on the day, but yeah. typically that's kind of like what it looked like. Okay, um, give these young entrepreneurs, the viewers watching, you know, you got a, a huge following. You know, some some tips that you use as far as mental health, as far as you know, peace is priceless. You can't put a price on it. You know, we know broke happy people, we know rich miserable motherfuckers. Like life is, peace is really hard to come by or create. You know, everybody need that moment. That they just, you know, whatever it is, some people may smoke, some people may go for a run, some people may work out. But it, when you make yourself a brand, because that's the goal, because I love social media. I'm not one of them people who's like, social media this. I feel like people use social media as an excuse. We like to find excuses for our behavior and why relationships fail and why this and why is that. It's not social media. It's what you consume mentally. You don't have that men- mental filter to you know, filter that stuff out. Cause like I said, social media making motherfuckers rich, man. <laughs> social media is the trap, man. That's the block. Yeah. I don't know what y'all talking about. So you gotta take the good with the bad, but you know, give them some 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 tips, some things you do, like when, you know, when you make yourself a brand, because at this point, you know, Rashad, but that's a brand. I feel like as a person, you should wanna make yourself a brand. You should wanna be able to sell everything. Your attention, your presence, your <laughs> your page, whatever it is. Is a brand in itself, you know, what are some things you do to just stay sane? Um, like I said, in the morning, I try to like just, you know, meditate for a little bit, just chill out not before I start my day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time, just quiet time too. Like, you know, I don't really be around a lot of people too Pretty often. Pisces. So yeah, you know, that's good. You know, you don't wanna you gotta just preserve your energy and think. Um, so that's something that, you know, I do and then like I said, you know, spend time with my son, spend just little things, you know, just might just take a walk. A workout, mm-hmm. definitely something that's beneficial for sure. Trying to get back on that. We're working out every day. You know, see, that's something that's that. that's yeah. helpful. You know, just clear your mind, get your body right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. Make sure that you eat good. Yeah. And definitely, like, when you're moving around, you're traveling, you're hustling, like, you know, got to make sure that you, you eat good. So these are all things that I do, try to do on a consistent basis right. to just, you know, keep a clear head. Yeah. Got to. You got to think on the flies. Everything is it's a little bit different. I can only imagine, you know, that they say, you know, the altitude, the higher you go, the harder it is to breathe. That's a fact. You got to be conditioned. That's why I hate, I don't like, I'm not a fan of um, the whole, if you was in the streets, you just could adapt to anything because that's not always true. Like there's some of your problems, you know, might break me all the way down, you know, mentally. So it's just all about no not knowing, just being aware that there's always hidden words in between, reading the fine print in between the lines and everything and always would have seen people that we humans, we got bad days too. So uh, it's all about how you look at things and not exert overexerting yourself. Cause with me, when it come to me with mental health, I keep a reserve tank for 
unexpected situations because, you know, storms come unexpected. You don't always get told when it's going to rain in your life. That being said, we're going to wrap it up. InvestFest is coming up, baby. I'm looking at the panel. <laughs> uh, I will be there. Nothing's normal. Shout out to Divine Time and Dom. Um, he'll be there. InvestFest, man. Um, before we wrap it up and talk about InvestFest 2023, Ab gave us a, uh, uh, his version of how InvestFest came into fruition. And from what he told me, it was like a, a three-second idea drew up by Rashad Bilal. Like, he just woke up one day and said, yeah, I want to have a festival. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, if I want to make it like Coachella and this, that, and the third, and you just made it happen. Um, yeah, invest fast, baby. How'd that happen? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it was. We had went to another one of my friend's events. Shout out to him for 100. He had an mm. event, and it was really Damn. dope. And it was inspiring to see it happen. The first event I've really seen of, like, large scale like that, um, especially, like, done by a black person, but just right. to anybody, like, in our space. So I'm like, this is dope. But, you know, I get inspired by different people, but I don't like to copy people. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, we should do something. And then I'm just thinking, like, how can we do something that's different? And then it's like, all right, festival, you know? Like, I don't think anybody has ever done a festival, financial literacy. So it's like, all right, what do you do to make it a festival as opposed to just a conference? So it's like, all right, you have music performers, you have food trucks, you have a vendor marketplace. And yeah. All these different things, like, you know what I'm saying, to kind of make it a festival as opposed to just a regular seminar or a conference. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was like three years ago. Yeah. Came up with that idea, and then um, we executed it the first year. And we had like a short period of time. We had like six weeks to get that done. And that was a success. And then last year was crazy. Yeah, last and year And then this year we're we going up even more. So, yeah, man, it's one of those things where, you know, just had the idea, had the vision, but the most important thing is just to put it to action. You know, people have good ideas all the time, but they never actually do anything with right. it. So, you know, success loves speed, so you got you to gotta move quickly. Mm, okay. And the team, I feel like, you know, you need a team as far as there's only one you. So, like you said, you, I watch Market Mondays um, sometimes, and I, I catch on the things that stuck with me is uh, adding value. That's a that's a assets over liability is just like a duh. Like that's mm. just a no brainer. We don't even need to elaborate on that. But adding value, the power of connection, networking, relationships. That's that's a key because I just feel like that that'll get you to the exit a lot quicker. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Um, just adding value to a relationship. That all over y'all have made some some beautiful connections out there and uh has helped grow the brand. Y'all have helped grow different brands, and that's what it's about, man. We gotta stop all of this separation of those the financial literacy guys, those is the rappers, those is the comedians, those are this, man. We all black men trying to get to it. Let's work together. You know, cause me personally, I'm not with like unity, it sounds good. I'm not one of them people who wants to connect with the whole entire world. If you got an asset and I got an asset, let's exchange assets and then let's grow our campaigns. We don't got to agree. We don't got to merge. We don't got to have the same views. I'm not getting too caught up in people's personal. Like, let's just, let's, this is business in my string of bell voice. But, uh, yeah, let them know where to get InvestFest tickets, uh, who y'all got, what y'all got going on, who y'all got speaking, and let them know what to expect as, as we wrap it up. Yeah, nah, appreciate it, bro. Yeah, investfest.com. We got uh, Diddy, we got Robert mm -hmm. Smith, we got Rich Paul, we got Maverick Carter, we got Jeezy, we got 19 Keys in. Of course, mm -hmm. we're going to be there on your leisure. Duh. We got uh, Tabitha Brown, we got Lala, Anthony, we got everybody. So 
It's a dope experience. Oh, industry in there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Dope experience for anybody that just wants to come. It's in Atlanta, August 25th to August 27th. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a great place to network, meet people, vibe, and uh, learn for sure. So, you know, head down to Atlanta and get your tickets, and it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a vibe, baby. Nothing's normal podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you. Thank you. No, all good, bro. Yes, sir.